cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Table of Contents, Episode 6, Cross the Stream Podcast, Kip and Kane Ione coming back at you with another great round of interview, reaction, and a wild card segment. Today's interview guest is Taylor Mounts, former basketball player of mine at William University, now the Director of Corporate Partnerships at Auburn University via Fox Sports. Uh, very interesting interview, talking to you in, in depth and taking you behind the scenes of how all those signs and all those radio spots and all those TV ads happen in the big time of college football, college basketball, and the SEC with Auburn. Excited to talk to T- Tay. We'll bring Kane back on later for a reaction segment. And then we also bring back a former interview guest of ours, Brandon Eggert, for his first Crack the Egg segment, where he has both Kane and I talking about NBA players throughout history and their corresponding fast food menu item. You're going to like it. You're going to enjoy it. And maybe even think we're a little crazy. Cross the Stream Podcast, Episode 6. All right, back with another interview segment here on Cross the Stream Podcast, Kip and Kane I own. Uh, today, it's always it's always fun for me as a head coach to be able to, to brag about former players of mine, and today's interview guest, uh, Taylor Mounts, is a former player of mine, one of my first players, unfortunately for him, um, that's doing great things in the business world and still, still related to athlete, athletics in a big way. Uh, I wanted to bring him on the show today to tell his story. Tay, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on today. I know, uh, you know, obviously, I've been close with you and Kang for for a long time, and then happy to be here. Absolutely. Where now? You told me before we got on. Where are you at right now? You're in a car going somewhere. I am in. I'm in Alabama still. I'm driving to Louisiana for a wedding that uh, a former job I used to have and a former coworker is getting married. Excellent. And for those of you that don't know, and Tay will tell a little bit about his story here in a little bit, but this is a kid from Hawaii who went to college in Oregon and now finds himself in Alabama driving to Louisiana. See, the world's a crazy place. If you would have told me as a 17-year-old that 10 years later I'd be driving to Louisiana from Alabama, I'd say you're crazy. <laughs> so, Tay, t- take everybody, start, you know, maybe even your senior year of high school where you were. Um, and just take us through your quickly your playing journey because obviously I can brag about you here with all the great coaching I did for your thousand points. Um, but then take us through. Uh, take us through your your work history because in a short amount of time, well, you've been a lot of different places and done a lot of pretty impressive things. Right. Yeah. No. It's uh, you know, grew up in Hawaii and uh, obviously went to Willamette University played basketball for you and. Uh, you know, my senior year, my junior senior year, I was I was really thinking about coaching. You know, that was something I always thought I was going to do. You know, every summer when I went home for Christmas break, I would always coach an AAU team. Mm. And that would kind of, uh, you know, help me stay in the gym still and work out and also be close to the game. So uh, that was a big thing I wanted to do. So I went, to, you know, obviously went to uh, Eastern Washington for grad school and, and uh, coach Hayford used to be at Whitworth, mm-hmm. uh, was the head coach there, and, and another GA, David Riley, is now an assistant there, was uh, kind of the same year as me, and uh, you know, that was my first kind of foray into college athletics. And, uh, you know, I realized that coaching and playing, you know, wasn't the same in terms of, uh, you know, getting my juices flowing, and uh, while I loved it, while I loved the guys, loved the kids, you know, I think. You know, for me, at, at, when I was 
three months out of graduate college of 22, 23. I don't think I was necessarily uh, mature enough to kind of start that foray at, you know, at the Division one level and mm-hmm. uh, kind of had transitions. So when I was at grad school, we had to do a uh, an internship. So one of my internships, I, I uh, got with the associate athletic director, Ken Halpin, also Willamette alum. Yep. Now, now the AD at Winthrop doing 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 really well. Um, so he kind of introduced me to you know sponsorship and, and kind of everything not on the court in terms of sports business. So uh, all the money that needs you know, to come in to let the games happen is is that an accurate absolutely. way of saying it? <laughs> I know all you coaches think that everything's just set up. And there's like months and months of planning that goes into it. Uh, but no, so I, I, I uh, really enjoyed it. Really thought it was interesting, and, and applied to some bigger internships. And that was when I got the internship position with the UFC in Las Vegas at their headquarters. And that was pretty unbelievable in terms of the uh, the operation that was going on there, the amount of growth. Obviously, you know, you see people like Dana White and things on TV, and, and you know, see you see him in the at the uh, the company gym in the morning. And, <laughs> right. Uh, a whole other you know, light and, on a famous person. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. By the way, he's a great, you know, anyone who says that, he, you know, he's worth $500 million and do every intern's name. So, That's uh, impressive. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. But anyways, um, learned a lot there. You know, I had, uh, had some people who were in the NFL, the NHL, NBA, some agencies, and so I really got to learn from so many different types of people that have been in so many different leagues or teams or organizations, and, uh, you know, so I really wanted to keep going with sponsorship, and, and I was trying to kind of get out of Vegas. I mean, anyone who lived over Vegas over three years, I applaud you. <laughs> uh, and as your, as your former coach, knowing the young Taylor I did, I was happy when you wanted to get out of Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I was happy too. No, but, uh, um, so anyway, this job came up with with McNeese State University, and it was in Louisiana. Uh, you know, I really wanted to work in partnerships, and, and uh, really wanted to work on the college side because the fact that I love, you know, even though I I am not a coach, I still love being around the coaches and and, and the players and the administration and things like that. So. Uh, job came open. I interviewed for being the AD, kind of hit it off, and a week later he offered me the job. And there I was, I was driving to Louisiana from Vegas. Never, uh, you know, never been to Louisiana before. Never have been really south of, uh, you know, Michigan. I think. Yeah. I think was you know what I mean. So, yeah, probably when we played uh, Calvin over there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I had a really great two years there. I was the general manager of McNeese State Sports Properties. And where in Louisiana is that, Tay? So that's in Lake Charles. Okay. So it's pretty much smack dab in the middle between Baton Rouge and Houston. Gotcha. Um, so right in that southwest corner of Louisiana. And so I was the general manager of McNeese State Sports Properties. So charge the radio network, um, in charge of all the sales and, and activation of corporate sponsorships. And, um, had a great two years there, and I was lucky enough to get a job with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks uh, quickly thereafter. And, uh, you know, after, you know, being in 
Major League Baseball, I really miss college athletics and uh, kind of Louisiana turned me into an SEC fan. And <laughs> oh, no. And, oh, that might, that make, I know yeah. Coach Willis here as an SEC homer is going to love hearing that from you. I know. All you Pac-12 guys, you guys don't even know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was the biggest thing Auburn called me. And, uh, you know, I think it was, it was an opportunity that I really could have up. So excited to be in Auburn. I've never really lived in a college town per se. And, uh, you know, it's been a great first year going into year two. What is your official job title at Auburn? Because obviously the folks listening understand that you're in an industry where you're trying to go out and get corporate America to contribute right. in some some way to an athletic team or university. But what is your actual job title? Right. So my job title is manager of partnership development. Ooh, okay. So with every – I know, that doesn't that sound – It, sounds it does. It sounds awesome. You could type that out. I'm yeah. going to put that on our Facebook page. Yeah. So uh, – but what it is, so every school in the country, every Division One school in the country has a rights holder. Okay. Meaning nobody does it internally anymore. So people like in Alabama or in Oregon or uh, Washington, they hire a, you know, a company. There's a couple of big ones out there, IMG and Liverfield. Okay. Uh, so what they do is IMG guarantees, let's say, Washington, $10 million a year. Okay. So, you know for the multimedia, for the radio network, for the logo, for all the sponsorship and things like that. And the IMG sellers have to go in and actually make the money back for the... Oh, I see. I got you. Okay. So, uh, I worked for Fox Sports College Properties. I know this is very confusing. No, no, it's awesome. I I think it's it's so... In, informative because I don't think people realize what goes into just that logo being on a sideline or being on some or you know right. in a restaurant when you're out eating on a tailgate. Oh yeah, I mean you know when anybody sees you know like obviously you're in Oregon and Kansas and Washington anybody you know that logo is the most valuable thing that we have to sell. Uh, you know because the fact that in college fans are so connected to the brand whether they're alumni or they're parents went there or their daughter went there or something like that they're so connected to the brand and that makes it so much more valuable mm-hmm. when you have companies like uh, Ford or Hyundai or Nike or, or Under Armour you know that really want to push their message to, to the different fans so yeah. it's definitely been an interesting profession one that I never thought that I'd be in my you know senior year of college and I always thought I'd just be a, a coach and uh, you know kind of pivoted into the sports business world and really think it's really fascinating and, and absolutely really enjoy it every day question so to take us through uh, pretend i'm you know let's say the bearcats go division one tomorrow and suddenly yep. the, the pause you know ha- is a logo recognizable and we hire fox sports properties what are you right. going to where are you going are you, you you guys are giving us the money and then they're sending you out to make it up from a dealership from a business take us through that you know, imaginary account in your first day with us. Right, yeah, so, so that, I'll, you know, I'll kind of tell you how it went down at McNeese. And uh, so I have an office in the athletic department. Okay. You know, I just say, you know, okay, I'm the director of corporate sponsorships. And, uh, you know, we don't really like to tell people that we're with IMG or with Fox. I mean, you know, we kind of say that we're affiliated with them, but. You know, if somebody thinks that you're kind of uh, an agent or a dealer per se, uh-huh. then they, you know, they, they wouldn't trust you as much as you 
God, so, that's amazing. That perception, uh, how that can be like valued oh, yeah. in real dollars. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing is that we come in and we build the book of business and, uh, you know, I mean, but at the end of the day, this is a business, you know, we yeah. gotta, uh, you know, make sure the revenue's there and make sure that, you know, especially in the SEC with all this kind of arms race, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, these, uh, facilities are being built. We're actually building a, a new football training center. We're building a new basketball uh, locker room. I mean, all these, all these big facility projects need, uh, you know, need money not only from donors, but from also corporations. So. Yeah. That's what skills. Okay. So to take us back to, like you mentioned, senior year, Taylor, Tell us your major, and then this is not to indict any college major out there or Willamette's preparation for you, but is there something from school that you use every day? Was it more from basketball that you use every day? What prepared you for this job? Is it just your ability oh, yeah. to relate to people? That's a good question. No, I think, uh, so my major was rhetoric and media studies. Okay. And I say that's liberal arts thing of communication. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, you know, I think it's a combination of, of my major with obviously being a collegiate athlete. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's all about the people you work with and the people you can relate to. Mm -hmm. If you can relate, if you can recruit, if you can uh, talk to people and have a conversation and hold, you know, and hold their interest for more than five minutes, I mean, you can, uh, you know, you can sell. So that's the biggest thing I have taken into account is mm -hmm. my ability to to make relationships and uh, at the end of the day I mean uh, you know people can tell when you're lying to them people can tell when you're not interested in them yeah. you're not interested in talking to them you know what I mean I mean yeah. half the battle is just getting the person to like you, mm -hmm. you know, the rule number one is people buy from people they like mm, that's a nobody great buys something from saying oh man I got the you know a-hole right. I'm not buying you know what I mean yep. so uh, that's, that's that's the biggest thing in our world is, is making sure you know, that we, we are building a relationship with the key decision makers and uh, making sure, number one, you know, that I like it. Yeah. T talk to us about, so are, do you have an office in the Auburn Depart Athletic Department like you did at McNeese? Yep, yep. So We're what is in, your day-to-day uh, -day interaction with staff, whether it's, you know, all the way from Coach Pearl um, to the football staff to the volleyball team, what's your interaction? Are people coming to you? Are you walking the halls? What, what does that look like? Yeah, so for us, I mean, we're, uh, you know, we kind of go in cycles in terms of sales cycles. So right now, obviously, football's coming up, and mm -hmm. we're getting everything ready in terms of the current programs, our radio network. Uh, so really, a lot of our preparation comes, I mean, we started 2017 football season preparing probably in February. Oh, gotcha, yeah. So we started selling, uh, you know, 2017. Uh, about six months ago. So, and when you us, say I mean, selling, are you are that is that radio spots? Is that TV commercials? Is it is it a gamut of things? No, that's a good question. No, so we have so many different types of uh, uh, media assets. So we have our radio network. So our radio network, we have fifty five affiliates. Eight Holy states. cow! Wow. We uh, for us, our AuburnTigers.com, We get two million visitors a month. Jeez. Uh, in game promotions, you know, for yeah. football are very valuable just because of the fact that we have a capacity of 90,000. At the stadium's uh, 90,000? 
Yeah. That is that's that's Corvallis and Eugene together at the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's pretty nice. I mean, no, seriously, my first game last year was Clemson, Clemson Auburn on uh, ESPN eight o'clock at night, and you you know you walk in and you know you think it's but I mean, yeah, you know, they're crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. People are nuts. Yeah, but that's good. But that's good. Yeah, the um, with your with your job, are you spending? Are you in the office, or is your job? I'm going to this golf tournament. I'm going to this lunch. What what is that? What's your makeup of you're the locations you live in every day? Yeah, no, I think it's a combination of everything. I mean, I think for us, uh, you know, obviously we have to spend time in the office, but I mean, yeah, we like to be out, making relationships, and mm-hmm. going to lunch, and playing golf. I mean, uh, you know. Our boss doesn't like us to play too much golf. It's not like we're just, you know what I mean? Right. So, at the end of the day, you know, those, those um, outings need to be converted into uh, into partnerships, into yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, at the end of the day, we are relationship builders, but we have to close deals as well, you know, at the end. Mm-hmm. Where do you see, you know, having coached you, knowing how competitive you are and the drive you have for winning, where do you get that? Is that from the finalizing of a partnership? Is that from actual game day when you're there? Where where do you where do you feed off your where do you get your competitive juices going again? Yeah, no, uh, for for me, I mean, it's it's like a season. You know, you have your ups, you have your downs, and as long as you kind of stay even keep you know even in terms of not get too high not get too low you'll uh, you know you'll have success i mean for us we we put a lot of work into uh you know we get i would say we get nine no's for every one yes mm. so that one yes when you get it you know it's pretty satisfying right so you're and saying all those missed shots you used to chuck up and not be phased by paid off because you're just moving to the next one Absolutely, quality <laughs> over quality. I've always said that quality over quality. <laughs> I hope Cam's listening to this because I'm glad that you put that out there the other day. That you know the four and five uh, in the record books, but I just wanted for the record, I did have more points than you did. Oh, I'm sure Cameron Mitchell, who played with Taylor, has been in the coaching game as well. I'm sure he's listening, and this is the type of argument I had to put up with both of them during their careers together. Here at Willamette, Tay, on on cross the stream, we always like to ask this question. Um, tell us about your cross the stream moment. You know whether that was in college, whether that was in one of your job switches. As you mentioned, you, you've been in this industry now um, at Eastern Washington for the UFC at McNeese for the Arizona Diamondbacks in Major League Baseball. Now in the SEC in Auburn. What was that moment that people were like, no, Taylor, I, I don't think you should do that. I think that's too risky. And you just went ahead and crossed the stream anyway, and, and it worked out. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think for me, uh, I was at Eastern Washington, uh, you know, in grad school. I was kind of, you know, working for one of our ADs and doing donor things and helping out with the athletic department. And I got the opportunity at the UFC. Mm-hmm. And it was six months. However, it was unpaid, you know. Yeah. I knew that if I if, if I really wanted to make it in the business, that I had to take a chance, and I went there purely, purely for the people I was going to work with and mm. and the network. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. 
And on, unpaid you know, in Las Vegas. I, I think that absolutely amounts to across the street. Yeah, unpaid in Vegas. So I took a loan out from Wells Fargo, which I'm still paying off. Mm-hmm. Almost done. Um, and the biggest thing for me was people were like, why are you going to go to an unpaid internship? And I always kind of knew that if I go there, I know at the you know end of the six months that I'll, I'll, I'll be able to get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was number one. Number two was when I was in Las Vegas and the McNeese State job, they offered me the position and people were like, you're going to go to where? Mm-hmm. You're going to go to Louisiana in the FCS school? It's not even, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the, between FCS and FBS, FBS being all the power fives yeah. and, and everything, FCS kind of the, uh, D1 double A Yeah. And uh, everyone's like, you're going to go to Lake Charles, Louisiana, and, and do that. And uh, well, the biggest thing for me was a lot of people want to work in sports business, yeah. but not, like, not everybody would want to go to Louisiana. Everyone would say, oh, well, I want to work in, I want to work for the Yankees, or I want to work for the Lakers, or I want to, you know what I mean? Yep. I want to work for the Cowboys. And, it, and if you look at all the guys that have kind of, been uh, difference makers in terms mm-hmm. of sports business. I mean, a lot of them started uh, just like you know, I make these states. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can tell you with with our staff, our general manager and our two other sales guys. Our general manager started at Marshall uh, in West Virginia. Yep. One of our other sales guys started at Troy University. Oh man, yeah. And the other one started at Southern Miss. Right, so no, um, nobody's starting with, with with the golden slipper that they, you know, I'm going to start on the mountaintop immediately. Exactly. So that's, uh, uh, you know, for me, I always take that into account. And, and even even now, I mean, you know, I, I don't think any of us say, hey, we're at all, but we can, we can, we can uh, take a foot off the gas. I think we all kind of realize that, you know, we, we know what it's like to be at, a, you know, the base or mm-hmm. a Troy or a, or, uh, you know, wherever. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it What is next for you? What's your professional goals? Obviously, with coaches, when we bring them on the podcast, there's wins they want to have, championships, right. step-up levels. What is it in your business that's got you excited? Is it staying in the business, getting back into professional sports? Is it something else? What, what's next for Taylor Mounts? Yeah, no, it's a good But for me, I, uh, I like challenge of selling. Um, I think at the end of the day, the, the landscape has changed so much that there's so many different types of revenue streams that are coming in. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be, uh, you know, figure out how to have all those revenue streams come together as well, not just sponsorships, but ticket sales and, and donations and things like that. So for me, uh, in terms of pro versus college, I think there's pros and not pros. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's not one. There's not one thing I would like to do with the other. I mean, I I, I would say I'm very not corporate. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can't wear a suit and tie every day. I, <laughs> I, I'd last about a week. Yeah. So uh, for me, I mean, I think it's all about the culture that the organization, whatever you're going to. Uh-huh. I think it's about the you know, for me the region and where that team or organization is situated regionally. So, uh-huh. you know, I think about Auburn. We have two teams 
in in Alabama, Alabama and Auburn. Yeah. But let's say if you went to go work for the White Sox in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Medium market in the country. You know, you're selling. I mean, again, there's only so much money to go around in right. this region. And you got it's Sox, like Cubs, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, and before right. you even get to the colleges. I got you. Yeah. Right. And then you think of, you know, the, uh, you know, all the agencies that are there. And all, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's just so many things in terms of, uh, where you where you're going to be situated within the market. So those are kind of the things I'm looking at. I mean, I don't really. I wish I had an answer for you in terms of I want to be, you know, this position with this team. And mm-hmm. but I'm kind of just uh, you know enjoying my time, but really, really, yeah. you know, keeping my head down and and, and working and really enjoying uh, the SEC. Well, that's that's great. So those of you that, that just joined in on the podcast, jump back here at about the ten minute mark of our of our segment, and you'll you'll hear the beginning of this interview segment with one one of my former players, uh, Taylor Mount, who's now currently the manager of partnership development uh, with both Fox Sports Property and working with Auburn University, uh, and diving headfirst into the heartland of SEC football, which I'll yell at him about later off the air. We can have that argument. <laughs> but Cross the Streams podcast, Kane and I get a chance to uh, re. React to Taylor's a uh, lot of interesting, interesting stuff from Tay in that segment, especially diving into the how-to of his industry, which I think a lot of folks overlook. Uh, Across the streams, React segment coming up next. Welcome back. We got Kane on the air with us now. After listening to one of my former players at Willamette University, Taylor Mounts. But Kane, you know, having a chance to listen to Taylor, such a crazy journey for him from playing basketball for me at Willamette University. I mean, I recruited him out of Hawaii, Iolani High School on the islands, and now he's spending his time on a, in a car. Hopefully, everybody noticed on on the interview the the, the audio is not the usual quality, but that's because he's literally in a car driving across Alabama towards Louisiana for a wedding. Uh, but thoughts, initial thoughts for you on what Tay had to say. Yeah, I, I mean, a kid goes from Hawaii to Alabama. <laughs> that is not a common right adventure, not a common thing for for a lot of people. Uh, let, I mean, just getting off the island itself is hard enough, but to mm-hmm. end up in Alabama, that that's a that's a great story. Um, like you said, as far as the business side of sports and just kind of hearing that side of things, we as coaches, a majority of the time, have no clue. Of what's going on on that on that side of things? We're just uh, happy to look at our our budgets every year and and, and make sure that we make the budget every year, mm-hmm. or are asking for more in yeah. our budget every year, and have literally no idea what all goes into that uh, on the mm-hmm. business side of it, or just you know the the different things that go on around your facilities that mm-hmm. you have no idea how they end up getting there or, or getting paid by by what sponsors or sponsorships are it's so i thought that was interesting just to kind of hear a little bit of that side of things yeah i think the quote taylor said in the interview was yeah you coaches just think everything's fine and dandy when you show up on saturday <laughs> that's exactly it is like how is it this is. not being promoted better where is the money we need how do we not just have that well Go do Taylor's job for a while, guys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. That that's exactly our attitude the majority of the time. It's yep. just gosh, you, it, it, life would be so much easier if we just had this or we just had this. Little do we know when we're wishing that there mm-hmm. is someone out there that's trying to do that for us at that very second or that, that very minute. Yeah. We just don't we don't realize that every every day. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that I took it as there was so much in what and obviously Taylor and I I'm lucky 
you know, being his former head coach for all these years that we still have a very close relationship. And I talk to him a lot, but I, I don't usually dive into the day to day of what he actually does. I know where he is. I know he's in UFC internship in Vegas. I knew, know he's in McNeese. I know he's for the Diamondbacks. I know he's working for Auburn. But then I just see the Instagram pictures of him on the sideline of the Iron Bowl. And I, it was really fun for me to listen to what he actually does. And it, it was like a like a short online webinar describing that industry because logos partnerships third-party vendors for your the value of your rights holders i mean all these big fancy terms that he talked about us in, in with this in the interview where it was really i, I needed a notepad because i had no idea that's how it works behind the scenes that's exactly it we don't have any and it's very similar to others that look at our profession and think oh they've got it easy you guys work what three four months out of the year during your season and the rest of year what do you do what do you mean you work 12 13 hours what 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 do you actually possibly do between that time uh when you coach so it's yeah. funny how it works both ways where we as coaches don't really know that what all goes into other things that are happening around us I, I was going to ask you, you know, just in terms of what you've seen, like coming from Montana State and then going to Washington, which is obviously a step up in the, the financial discussion. Um, are, have you noticed a difference in how things like even the people in the hallway? But I'm assuming it's different for you guys at Washington where you have your own building. Montana State, you were kind of immersed within the culture. I know at Willamette, you go up and down the hallways, you see every head coach, you see the alumni relations guy. So it was interesting for me to hear in Taylor's interview how even though he's in the athletic department office-wise, like day-to-day, -day, he might see Bruce Pearl. You know, he, he might see the softball coach, the head softball coach at Auburn. But he actually works for Fox Sports, who Auburn has contracted out the rights to go sell their logo. You know, just that, just kind of that flow chart surprised me. I don't know. I mean, thinking about it now, it makes more sense for that high level amount of money. Um, but have you noticed, have you seen different personnel types from the, just the jump from small time D1 to big time D1? We are so secluded in a sense uh, at the University of Washington as far as how our, our building is set up that we don't see many of the other athletic department members uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. We have all staff meetings probably once a month that we get a chance to to interact with mm -hmm. other members in, in our athletic department. Uh, noon ball is, is a common <laughs> they, area where yes. we all get to meet up and, and see a lot of different coaches and, and different people from different areas. At Montana State, we it was a similar setup uh, where we contracted out our logo of brand and marketing to Learfield Sports. Okay. And they had their people right there in our athletic department their office was right there so we did actually see them quite a bit throughout you know you could you would bump into them um, as you're rolling through the hallways and, and I think that's it, that was another fascinating aspect of, of the discussion with Taylor for those of you just just, just catching up with us he, he, he's a corporate sponsor corporate partnership director for Auburn but really as a as a worker for Fox Sports who owns the rights to that Auburn contract so you know in in, in person on the outside looking in corporate partnerships for dummies is what I'm attempting to explain is if Auburn's got a three million dollar contract for those corporate rights Fox pays them up front the three million so Auburn can go use it for everything they need in athletics. And then Fox goes out to, with guys like Taylor and his staff and his fellow workers to go find though that money in the community across the country through, you know, TV spots, radio spots, the game day. And it was interesting. Did you notice the bigger the stadium, the more 
bill billboard space there is to sell, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably a mm-hmm. good thing, but also more of a challenge because you can't have a more blank challenge. you can't have a blank board up there. We can't exactly. we can't just put the bookstore up there and call it a day. <laughs> it's got to be a paid for sponsorship. Uh, again, uh, being a coach, you you pick up on things and, and you pick up on coaching cliches. And and when he was talking about being a salesman and uh, talking about how he hears nine no's for every one yes. And so with that, that being case, familiar, didn't to, it? yeah, and with that being the case, one of his things that he quoted was you have to not be too high or not too low at any given day or any given time. And that is specifically one thing that I say to my players at times as well during the course of a game. You mm-hmm. never want to be too high or you never want to be too low. And so, again, mm-hmm. it's just that it's so funny that there's carryover in, in everything we're doing. You know, I wish he would have listened to that more because he was a very emotional player. <laughs> maybe maybe he was honing his skills, getting a couple of those That's technical it. fouls he did during his time. But no, and I think like you mentioned where he talked about the part, you know, asked him how much time is in the office, how much time is on the golf course making these you know partnerships. And he said, well, bottom line, coach, you know, people buy from who they like. And that's just like recruiting. Yeah. You know, that, that's just like everything. Yep. Kind of, we, there was a lot of carryover in Taylor's industry from a lot of the other podcasts we've done with people. Is being a quality person who can interact with different types of people kind of is a. I think it's we've kind of flushed out. It's an essential skill, no matter that what you're doing. <laughs> charisma is an absolute yes. gift and skill that. If you could develop charisma, if there's a uh, anyone out there that that is teaching how to be more charismatic, there's there's a marketing for it. There's definitely a market for it because it, it can take you a long ways in any. Yep. And I, I think Taylor might have actually set the record for cross the stream moments in one podcast because you take a look <laughs> at the guy that goes from D three basketball with the Bearcats in Salem, Oregon, to Eastern Washington GA on the hoop side, small time D one to UFC yep. with Dana White non-paid internship, to McNeese <laughs> State in uh, – where, where's McNeese, McNeese at in Louisiana? Lake What's Charles. Lake, Lake Charles. Charles. You played there in the playoff game. I to the Major the League Baseball place. in Phoenix, back to Auburn, Alabama. I mean, this is a guy that basically lives in his swimsuit because he's jumping into streams all the time. <laughs> and he's, at his, as his coach, he was never afraid of a challenge, ever. And, and when he, It's when, awesome. Yeah, when he bit his teeth into something, he was going to finish it out. Even if I wanted him to stop, he was going to finish it out. So, And like so many other people that we've had on the podcast, so many stories that are so similar to what Taylor's been able to do, that mindset to go get after it has been very key. But yeah. that's hopefully our podcast is doing something, not necessarily in, in, you, in you and I's poetic advice, but more in the people that we interview. <laughs> Hearing those exactly. stories, right, that here's exactly. all these different industries and all these different people, what they have done and made it. Hopefully one of those interviews resonates with some of our listeners. It doesn't have to be all of them, at least one of them. We got Brandon Eggert on here. This is Crack the Egg. And what hey Crack the Egg is all about, what's up, my man? What Crack the Egg is all about is one we're we're, bas- we're we're opening him up. We're going here. We go. We're cracking this egg. Eggert's going to unleash some outlandish statement or bring a a topic, a cop or topic of conversation, which is always fun. Eggert, what do you got for us today, man? Well, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, <laughs> I went ahead and uh, <clears throat> I went ahead and focus grouped this idea at a couple different <laughs> places around uh, around Billings, Montana. We yep. we had great response from the audience from the test groups. It pulled very well. 
<laughs> excited about it. it. Um, turn That's in. part of the reason he's a regular guest is the level of commitment 100%. to the segment. Love it. He puts forth and 100% if you're not, effort. Yeah, if, if you're not doing your research ahead of time, you're you're just going to set up for a bad segment. It's just, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. I'm grounded in data. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a scientific method guy. Love okay, it. so Love it. The, the segment today uh, for my contribution. I like topics that are that are molding two worlds and there's very I don't know if there's two things I love more in this world than most notably the NBA and I know I got a couple big time NBA guys here they they yep, appreciate right, the NBA yep. even though love the even NBA. though there's a lot of NBA haters out there too but uh I love the NBA and I I think what I love more than anything in the world probably uh is fast food I am a huge <laughs> fast food guy <laughs> I, I have witnessed this. I have witnessed these these fast food, uh, absolute just. Uh, it's hard to describe the way he attacks the fast food restaurants. It's amazing. I think it's called <laughs> binge eating in the the medical community. The word but, attack uh, is a great way. That's awesome. Oh, I, I have a visual it. now of Eggert's <laughs> double palming <laughs> a burger. <laughs> oh, it's it, it's amazing to watch him go to work. He'll 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 order his an uh, absolutely ridiculous. I love using the word outlandish when it comes to, to Eggert. That's just a, a great way to describe how he goes about certain things. But he orders an outlandish, outlandish amount of food, sits himself down in a corner, and just attacks the meal. <laughs> and is done before anyone else has even got their food out of the wrapper. It's amazing to watch. Well, you know, it takes it takes a lifetime of training to get to that level, and uh, um, similar to how it takes a lifetime of training for NBA players to, to make it to the NBA. So, what this segment's all about is molding those two together, and this is how I was thinking about it. We we always rank players or topics or what have have you, and we we go top ten lists, and yep. and we say this player's better than who, this player's better than that. I said mm -hmm. rather than numbers, what if these NBA players that we're talking about? Let's find the fast food items that are the personification of those NBA players. I went mm. big word on you there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. So a couple, couple yeah. explanations, yeah. and I already threw these out to Kip and Kane a couple days ago. Yep. Here, The way to best describe it is these two to get started. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. In my book, he's obviously the McDonald's cheeseburger. Okay, So the reason for that <laughs> is – Kareem has filled up the uh, fill, has hit more baskets, scored more points yep. than any other player in NBA history, and there's no fast food items who's hit more mouths than the McDonald's cheeseburger. So it's a pure, pure numbers game right there. Right, um, right. I like. I it. like that because no and, one would argue that the cheeseburger is the, the McDonald's cheeseburger is the greatest of all time, no. and no one would really make no. no one with a straight face can tell you Kareem's the greatest of all time, but the numbers, you have exactly. to say something about him. Start high, and then we're going to move down and kind of get obscure mm -hmm. with, with mm -hmm. some side, come in from the side on some other guys, but uh, yep. the other one, uh, Steph Curry, right? Just because he's, okay. he's it's, it's a good topic nowadays, uh, Steph Curry, in my mind, is the two tacos from Jack in the Box, and the, <laughs> and the reasoning for that. Two tacos for ninety-nine cents. It, it, it's an all—it's an all-offense item. It's a one-sided item. It's not—it's not depth of flavor. It's not quality. It doesn't stick with you. For, it doesn't keep you full for a long mm -hmm. period of time. It is just—you uh, get a lot of food in your mouth for a very low price, which is exactly what the Warriors got in terms of three-point production mm -hmm. and just pure production on the offensive end. 
for mm-hmm. four years for forty-four million dollars. So you're really it, making an efficiency like argument, right? The, efficiency. The, Steph Curry's highly efficient shooter. There you go with the two right. tacos. With, with two tacos, oh, highly go. efficient. Two tacos. And here's another analogy that I thought of uh, the other day with Steph Curry and the two tacos. Steph Curry is listed as a point guard, right? Yes. Listed at a point guard, but in my mind, Steph Curry doesn't really play point guard. Oh, I agree? know where you're going. Yeah, very true. And so these two tacos are listed on this menu at the Jack in the Box, mm-hmm. which is not a taco joint. <laughs> it's very, that's a great one. That's so it's, not authentic. it's not authentic. It's not authentic. No. And so it's very similar in that regard as well, where Steph Curry is listed as a point guard. I don't see him as a true point guard, um, right. but he's obviously extremely valuable to his team at whatever position he's playing, the non-position that he's playing. Yeah. Same thing as the two tacos. Two tacos on the Jack and Box menu, probably the most popular on their menu, right? Even though it's not really an item that you could go right. to Jack and Box and go, yeah, I want freaking tacos. Hey, do you want to you want to open it up now? Okay. Do you got more for us? So so let's yeah, let's open it up. I mean, I think we go with the obvious the next step. Let's get to what the listeners want to hear, which is we know we're going Michael Jordan's the Big Mac, right? He's yeah. the Big Mac. He's yeah. the big name. He's the yep. he's the guy. I would agree with that. All time yeah. greatest. <laughs> I mean, that's Even, a whole other podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tip's gonna, uh, I, I'm still searching for the Le- LeBron and the King, the equivalent. But I, I yep. can go with the Big Mac. I can go with mm-hmm. the Big Mac and so, Jordan. Yes. But can we get it? Here's what's so great about this argument is that even if you – the Big Mac can, can be argued whether it's the greatest fast food item of all, of all time. Right. If you, if you find oh, another thing for LeBron, you, if you throw out whatever item you want for LeBron and say, yeah, that's the better item. That's the greatest item of all time. We're going to say Shaq is the Whopper. Because uh-huh. the Whopper isn't one. the Big Mac. It's not the Big Mac. I'm not arguing that. It's, it's pretty huge. It's enormous. It fills you up. But you know exactly what you're getting from it. Shaq's going to be big and physical. And that's the extent mm-hmm. of it. He's not diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, that's not how he rolls. It's just a big-ass <laughs> burger. It's a Whopper. Yeah. It's a big-ass Whopper. I, now, and it was, that now, was what the Whopper was all about. It came yep. in there saying, we've got a bigger burger than the Big Mac. It's right. the Whopper. Right. Sheer yeah. size, that's why it's better. Sheer size, that's yeah. it. No skill involved. Yeah. That's it. Here's my so, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Only, I love the, the cheeseburger, the original McDonald's cheeseburger. I think that's a great one. I, however, is gonna. I'm gonna stick with McDonald's, and I'm going just the fries, the McDonald's Ooh. fries for cream. See, that's Ooh. and that's where we now we quantity. focus group this. Your quantity. <laughs> We've what the focus group say. <laughs> now we focus group this. Let me let me run through these. Let me see. Why don't you let me give you some breakdown of what we came up with, and and you guys tear it apart or tell me where we went wrong. Gotcha. So we went off the basis if Michael Jordan's the Big Mac, we said okay. We're we're gonna if if you're on if you're in this argument, there's some to be there's something about being a McDonald's item because they are the you know the greatest. What what we went with is if Michael Jordan's the Big Mac, LeBron has to be another McDonald's item that's really close. Maybe should technically be better, but for some reason people still love the Big Mac. Like the quarter uh, pounder. We went quarter pounder with cheese Ooh, yeah. and. Yeah, so it come, Ooh, it's, it's, it's got it's got two pieces of cheese. It's a bigger it's a bigger patty. It's got the classic everything you need. It's well rounded from a burger perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Not that Michael wasn't, but people still just love the Big Mac. Yeah, because it's 
You know, there's no, it's that special yeah. sauce, man. Lettuce, cheese, Ooh, I pickles, onions. That. I see exactly. that. I can um, see that. I can uh, see that. That's what I was going to say go with Kobe Bryant. I think a Kobe Bryant would have to be any fast food thing that's trying to mimic or copy the Big Mac, yeah. but never quite got to the same greatness that the Big Mac got to. Like so the star burger? Uh, yeah. yeah. We went, <laughs> the, the, the we went filet of fish. Kobe's the filet of fish. Kobe's the, <laughs> there's, the people are dedicated to it. The people that are filet of fish guys. Yeah. believe it's the best item out there See, and i i, I and like they eat that it all the time i still think you got to go different fast food joint right. whether it's wendy's burger yeah. king somewhere different and they're literally trying to copy the exact same deal as the big mac where it's almost the exact same they just are missing the special sauce they're missing that they, one special thing that just didn't quite make it the big mac you know? i like it i like it Edgar, this is where i need your research skills on okay. the, that exact topic, remember coming to America, they weren't right. McDonald's. They were what? McDougal's? McDowell's. 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 And they had the yeah. Big Mac. What'd they have? The Big Mick. The big, it's the Big Mick. The big there you Mick. go. Kobe's the Big <laughs> Mick. The big Mick. And it, exactly. There you go. The Big Mick. Without, they, didn't have the, uh, they didn't have the poppy seeds on, or the, uh, the seeds on the bun yeah. or whatever. Right. Oh, that's right. so there it is. So let Go me ahead. throw this in here. This is where we this is where we went. So and then and then that makes the Whopper. Then this is I was uh, I I feel like this is really who the Whopper is. The Whopper is Tim Duncan. It's got great numbers. It's well rounded. It fills you up. It's got lettuce and tomato and all that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day. It is boring as hell. This thing doesn't even have cheese. It doesn't have cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can't. Yeah, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. get real. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, Charles I would Barkley. Agree. Charles Barkley, the McRib. He's the McRib. He he, <laughs> he loves some barbecue sauce. He he is a he he's not a long. He, he didn't have a a career where he was at the top of his game. Right. Mm -hmm. All the way through. But he had a point at which in 93, 94, he was as good as it got. And I feel like the McRib came out around that time. I feel That's like true. it actually mm -hmm. hit the market around that time. Hey, what about this one? Let me give you a team. Okay. Uh -huh. The bad boy Pistons are chicken McNuggets. Because <laughs> you would never eat so one McNugget. Like you just wouldn't do it. And you don't want yeah. any of the bad boy Pistons really by themselves. Like even Isaiah is not going to win by himself. But if you get mm -hmm. all of them, that that's a meal you'll take. You're not you're not searching that's for it. But you know what? I respect how good the chicken McNugget were was in the bad mm -hmm. boy Pistons. You're like, yeah, together, shoot, but back to back titles. How about this one? Okay, how about this one? Staying with McDonald's. Okay, Magic Johnson is the Happy Meal. Magic is Johnson is the perfect. Happy Meal. Puts a smile on your face. Everyone loves a Happy Meal. Yep. You get a little plastic toy in there, you know, just yep. a little extra. He's the Happy yep. Meal. Magic Absolutely. Johnson. I like it. Now, but here's here's where we here's here's another thought on it. What what if what if Magic Johnson you say if, if Magic's in there, Larry's got to be there. So you have to have two items that everybody agrees they can't agree on and they need to be from different they need to be from different restaurants, right? Completely because they're East Coast yep. West Coast. If yep. that's the case, I'll give you the two. It is Dairy Queen Blizzard versus Wendy's Frosty. You go oh, ahead. You can only pick one. I'll win. That's a good one. I'm going to say Magic's the Blizzard, Larry's the yep. Frosty. That's what 100%, I would say. 100% because the Blizzard is showtime. You know, it's got yep, that right. little extra. It's got the uh, Oreo chunks or the M&Ms yep. or whatever yep. in it. It's just, it's, 
It looks better. It tastes better. It's but Larry is the but it's, boring, but really good. Yep, really, yeah. really good. And you're right. You know, Nobody man. like if you had the argument, people you would get of like a fifty fifty split on yeah, the frosty exactly. or the 100%. blizzard. Just I feel like people are fifty fifty themselves. Absolutely. Like on that, I don't know that I can pick one. I'm a huge Magic <laughs> fan, but you those. would never hear me saying that Bird isn't like amazing. As much as yeah. I love Magic, you I've never be like, oh, Larry Bird's trash. No, I wouldn't say that. But I would say different. Right. Absolutely. Now, not Isaiah, not Pistons Isaiah Thomas, but current Isaiah Thomas. Okay. We went ahead and we went ahead and put him as one of the Happy Meals. So he might be the cheeseburger Happy Meal, right? Because he's little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You. Okay. He's, okay. he's doing a lot of production, but he's not even yeah. in the adult conversation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, same kind of same kind of thing with your Steve Nash is in there. Um, Vinny the Microwave Johnson, Spud yeah. Webb, they're all the Happy Meals. They're the different Happy Meals. They're great. They were impressive. They have their own little yeah. That's things. I like that. And, I like that analogy where, you know, the kids love them because they're small. Yeah. Hey, did you oh, come up with something for my favorite player of all time, Allen Iverson? That's what I, I mean, want to know. Something that had come out and been popular around that Mm -hmm. uh, big that late 90s early 2000s is it like the and double decker from taco bell yeah maybe he's the double decker yeah. maybe he's the you know we said vince carter's the gordita because it was it was huge <laughs> for in like 99 or 2000 and it's right. still around you can order it that's, but that's really good yeah prize that it's still available on the menu right no i think you're right with ai it's got to be something that was just enormous cult right. style following and you look back mm -hmm. on it and you know you know what boy that was great it had some flaws how about this how about crispy cream donuts flaws. oh how about crispy cream donuts yeah that's where it was freaking that's yeah hugely popular yep terrible for you yes not good people were like i love them i absolutely yep. love yeah. crispy cream donuts they ate the hell out of them and then all of a sudden i don't know where now all of a sudden you get crispy cream donuts at the 7-eleven Mm, that's true, right. and yeah. that's what you worry about AI right. when you see him on interviews. Like, oh man, he's living yeah. hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about this item? And I, I, you got to throw this item out there and try and find a player to match. Just your crunchy shell tacos from Taco Bell. Yep. Yep. Because you, you're talking Taco Bell, one of the best fast food franchises, oh. right? So I think it's, it's Bill Russell. From... I think it's Bill Russell. There you go. Oh, nice. No, one, no, everybody forgets that Bill Russell's got a leather. Everyone ring. forgets. <laughs> exactly. And everyone forgets that you and, probably and... had 500 crunchy tacos in your life. I might exactly. make Bill Russell the McDonald's hamburger. Just, just I mean, if plain, Kareem's the, the cheeseburger, if he's the cheese, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was the original. He's super old school, right? Mm, not bad either. either. But I don't know who the top. Ah, oh, man, I, I, I kind of like, I kind of like Russell as that. Oh, what a way. Yes. What a, that's a great crack the eggs opener. Great segment. <laughs> God, I could contribute, guys. See you on the other side, Ray.